When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. back with another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford come right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows and if you can please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, of course, the folks at LakersBall.com, go ahead and check out Joe Soro, a.k.a. Ox1947 today at LakersBall.com, plus, of course, everyone at Lakerholics.com, including Jamie Sweet, a.k.a. Yami Swoot, and his five things, articles right there for you. And the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, Laker Tom, go ahead and check out his latest article today and be part of the conversation right there at Lakerholics.com. Plus, our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network, always give them a shout-out at Hoopheadspod.com. And if you can go ahead and subscribe right below Joe, you can do it. I have faith in you. Go ahead and subscribe today on YouTube so you can go ahead and get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. I almost feel like ending this show so we don't have to go through this misery, but we promised we would go ahead and vent together. We would promise we would go ahead and bond together, provide that therapy you need right here at the Lakers Fast Break, because once again, the Lakers have started their season. A season that after a, I should say, a disappointing exhibition season of five games where they went one and four, it seemed like the naysayers were saying, ah, it's just the exhibition season. And as Joe Soro texted me earlier this evening, that is definitely not the case because the Lakers, after a somewhat competitive first quarter where they actually played pretty good defense against the Golden State Warriors after they picked up their rings, I should say. Unfortunately, it looks like, as petting my cat says, one and nine in their first 19 games. Actually, their first 10 games. You're probably saying one and 18 after their first 19 games. I don't think it'll be that bad. But after they picked up their rings and got off to a sluggish start, the Golden State Warriors in the second quarter and then especially in the third quarter kicked it into high gear and pulled away from the Lakers. And even a 27 to 12 run couldn't get the Lakers 
back within 10 as they just pretty much cruised by the Los Angeles Lakers as the Golden State Warriors won with a definitive 123 to 109 victory. The Lakers, again, started off hustling, good effort, very good defense to start off the game. It all fell apart from there. The backcourt defense was horrendous after the first quarter. Anybody who can tell me differently has got not watching the game that we saw because of all the back cuts that were done against the Lakers. Austin Reeves was turning his head right and left. Unfortunately, Stephen Curry was beating him on cut after cut. Russell Westbrook, you know, a lot of people, we're going to talk about this today because it was a tale of the two halves. Actually, it was a tale of three quarters, eh, two and a half quarters and one and a half quarter. Two and a half quarters that were pretty good and one and a half quarters that were pretty bad by Russell Westbrook. So I know there's going to be a lot of discussion for that, but I'll go ahead and start with the positives. And it starts with Russell Westbrook with 19 points and 11 rebounds. Again, two and a half quarters of pretty good play. It's going to get a lot of people talking about how people are defending Russ out there. They're going to go ahead and make sure that he gets his say as far as possibly seeing him through and saying, we see, we told you so. But then there are others like Joe, Laker Tom and myself that may point out the air ball that was thrown three feet beyond what it needed to go. And then also the turnovers and the missteps on defense in that third quarter. We can also show you that as a microcosm of why maybe Russell Westbrook might be on his way out of Los Angeles. But overall, again, 19 points, 11 rebounds. So we got to give him credit for that. LeBron James doing LeBron James things. 31 points, 14 rebounds, 8 assists. I don't know how much you can ask for more from this guy, especially at his age. He just tried to do what he can. Five turnovers, maybe a little cut that down. But then again, him getting five turnovers and Russell Westbrook getting four turnovers is going to be par for the course because of how much they handle the ball during the course of the season. Anthony Davis chipped in with 27, six rebounds. Four steals, two block shots, and actually in the first quarter, it looked like he was going to be a very big-time defensive stalwart for the Lakers, but unfortunately, he can't do it alone. 10 for 22, 0 for 3 from three-point land, eh, not that good there, but again, he's not a three-point shooter per se. In fact, the team as a whole, 25% from the three-point area. Also as well, want to note that Kendrick Nunn, he did shoot well, three for six from three point, five for nine overall for 13 points. But after that, there was this deep chasm of lack of produ- productivity from everyone else. No one else got above five points for the Lakers after Kendrick Nunn. So with that kind of, of I guess, uh, a chasm between effective to non-effective players, the Lakers unfortunately do not have the depth to match a team like Golden State especially in those second and third quarters. And here today to talk about the game, first man up, first man here. He's back indeed. It is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. You and I and Joe Soro were texting each other (laughs) during the course of the game. I would love to hear a word back from Playback TV so we could actually show our consumers this during the live course of the game. But your thoughts on this, I know instantly we talk about how Darvin Ham's plan looked good for 12 minutes, but unfortunately they play 36 more minutes, unfortunately. Well, the truth of the matter is that the Lakers are exactly what everybody feared they were going to be. Um, 
a team where LeBron and AD, as long as they were healthy, would have stretches that looked pretty good, but a team that sorely lacked uh, outside shooting, three-point shooting, that sorely lacked backups for both of the forward positions, and and basically a team that had gone through training camp and found out that neither one of the two young centers that they'd signed were capable of being starters. So the whole roster has just been tossed into a turmoil because the Lakers can't decide what they really want to do with respect to a trade. And let they're me still well, out there. They're still well, out there hoping for, you know, Bradley Beal to suddenly demand to be traded or Damian Lillard to demand to be traded to the Lakers and thinking that somehow they can take Russell Westbrook and two unprotected draft picks and somehow turn that into, into a third superstar which is totally the wrong way to build this team with LeBron and AD because you don't want to take touches away from them. You want to, you want to give them players that will contribute. And tonight we saw, you know, Westbrook, Westbrook was getting, Westbrook is going to get his numbers regardless of how they come or what the costs are. And it, it's just all fool's gold. None I thought played fairly well, made some shots and so forth. But everybody in the starting lineup was, you know, minus eight, minus 10. Davis was minus 21, worse than the team, actually. Um, and at times, um, didn't look like the dynamo that used to be unstoppable when he was uh, a New Orleans Pelican. So, you know, there's there's concerns, I think, about the entire situation that the Lakers are in. and And it's like everything has been so predictable that this was a team that couldn't shoot. And, you know, they fell in this big hole and they couldn't shoot. You know, by the time they started hitting shots, it was too late. And then, you know, then the Warriors showed showed them exactly why they're my pick to win the championship again. Because, man, they have, they have, they have several shooters who are basically unconscious shooters who can basically drop four or five threes on you in, a, in an instant. And uh, that, that ability to rain threes is something that is going to be haunting on this team and you know we need we need we need buddy heel we need miles turner we need probably another wing um we definitely need the the team to be active on the trade market and we can already tell that waiting to see what happens you know and using for example if you wait till the trade deadline you're going to give up two-thirds of the season at the rate this team is going, they're probably going to, you know, the uh, two-thirds of the season, that's like 43, 55 games. So at 55 games, they might be, they might very well be 20 and 35. You know, that you're not even going to get a chance to make the playoffs at that situation. So this team can't wait anymore. They need to make a trade. And they need to, they need, if they don't do that, they're basically writing off this year completely. You know, and I, I can't believe that that's going to be something acceptable and that LeBron James is going to play the whole year for the glory of of taking the record from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most points scored in a career in the NBA. Um, he's going to be content with that. Um, the Lakers, you know, the Lakers have a trade that they can make with the Pacers. It's not going to make them the favorite to win a championship, but it's going to put them in the picture where, they're basically going to go out and, and be able to win games. The way it stands now, the, La- the Lakers are ranked 19th out of 30 teams. 
that means that there are 18 teams that are probably going to beat the Lakers when we play them and 11 teams where we might have a chance to get a win because they're tanking teams and so forth. But when you go through the record of those for 55 games until the trade deadline, the Lakers end up playing 32 and 43. They just can't get a better record than what they had last year with this particular roster. And that's even assuming that they remain healthy. So they, they need better players. You really basically, other than Walker and Beverly, you don't have, you don't have guys on the team who really are making those salaries of over, over $10 million. You know, we've only got one guy, which, which is Beverly and, and he may be the, one of the main trade ships that we have as we get toward the trade deadline. But the Lakers need to do something because this is a very sad situation that they're in, and uh, it's not going to get any better. They're not going to learn anything more. If you wait you know, until December 15th or January or February 9th to make a trade, you're going to be, you're going to be giving up the entire season and and just betting everything on next year. And if you're going to do that, then maybe, maybe you might as well just wait and, you know, let, let Russ expire and tear right up the entire season. And, um, you know, hope that uh, you can sign Draymond Green as a free agent next summer. And, and then, you know, hope that that is enough to be a third player that, you know, that you can put together a bunch of other, free agents that are going to take minimum salaries and so forth. And you can make a championship challenge out of that. This hoping for, you know, hoping for the next third superstar to come Kyrie Irving or Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard, I think is just such a foolish route to take such a cop out instead of making a decision to really go out and pick up a couple of of elite role players in their particular roles that could have made the Lakers a, a contending team. Maybe they'll still do that. That's the only hope I have. But history doesn't give you a lot of confidence that they're going to make the right decision. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it's Laker Tom. Please go ahead and check out his latest article today at Lakerholics.com. And now I don't agree with Tom, and I haven't for for months on this. I don't think the healed-Turner combo will move the needle, especially in the game like this. You see they're still, even with those guys, I don't think they would even still come close to winning the game. But Yes, it would make the Lakers more competitive, but I don't think it moves them that far up. But 
you know what? There's there's a debate going on on that. So, you know, you might as well go ahead. It's better than the alternative because this is the alternative right now that we're experiencing. We saw as far as the defense, especially in the backcourt, deteriorate over the course of the second, third, and fourth quarters. Kendrick Nunn, who actually shot well, as I mentioned, 13 points. To what he actually shot well, the only one who shot well from behind the arc, unfortunately, was terrible on the defensive end. Austin Reeves got beaten several times on back cuts. The the Lakers do need a lot of help as far as on the defensive end, and hopefully Miles Turner, if they do get him, will will probably help with that. And then of course the shooting is one of the worst shooting teams in the league as they represented tonight. Maybe Buddy Heald could go ahead and if he's got if he's picked up in an acquisition, can go ahead and help the team they're in, but. Here today to share his thoughts on today's game or lack thereof is a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Plus, go ahead if you need it, a your your lawn just just transformed into something beautiful. If you're in the Southern California area, go ahead and check out what he's doing today at SinBlades.com. SinBlades with the Y.com. It is Joe Sorrow and Joe. Again, just uh, pretty much what you've been saying, what Tom has been saying, that this team is all about. This roster, again, is the depth. It's just not there. A lot of problems all around. The defensive schemes, I was, as was noted to be my Nick and, and others during the course of the game, was just terrible. The starting lineup, as noted by a lot of people, is cause for concern. Things are not looking good, but then again, we saw this coming for quite some time. Preseason gave you an idea of what they were going to be. I stood by that because I've watched enough games in my life to know the tenor of the team. Uh, Darvin Ham uh, is is going to be a Frank Vogel redux. That's what to, it was emailed to me. That those almost those exact same words. Yes, uh, because he has no viable offense that he can uh, implement. There is no accountability from the coach to the players. The talent is lackluster, but at the same time, when your talent is lackluster, you can at least get effort. And if you have somewhat of a system that can show something, you know, you especially when you still you still have two stars on your team, you should be able to stay competitive in a team that only plays five players at a time. And it, this doesn't look like there is any enthusiasm. There is any focus on being good. Uh, they look like they don't know what they're doing. They look like there's, they're just running around playing uh, YMCA ball. And this is, a, this is supposed to be a professional basketball team. The Warriors were playing on a night that, I don't know when the hell that damn ring ceremony was going to end. Their brains, it was like a 45-minute love fest of themselves, which I just, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking the game's going to start at maybe 7.15. Game didn't start till 7.40. That was a disgrace by TNT and the Warriors. I didn't. I don't give a flying rat's behind about the damn ring ceremony for the Golden State Warriors. Why were they showing this? Why don't they just... Cut to the to the crew. Well, I can hear them. Th- I'd rather hear them talk. So, even through all that distraction, they still came out there half asleep, 
And then finally, they sort of woke up in the fourth and started making every shot they threw up uh, while I was throwing up. So it's just, I, I, I don't, I, I, I can get really aggressive, or I can just sit here and look depressed, sound depressed. I don't want people to argue with me when I know I'm right. When I know I'm right, and unfortunately, most of the time I am because I focus on the details. I focus on the littlest things because a lot of this stuff is mental too. You know, I mentioned this on our text message, uh, Gerald, and, you know, these little things matter. It's the, if you, if you want to see how my brain works, I'm going to tell you right now how my brain works. So a few months ago, I know it might seem mundane and might not think you might not think as an observer that it matters, but it does. So Austin Reeves is this young player that really showed up his rookie year. And in the NBA, when you play well as a rookie, that usually means you're going to play well in your career, especially when you weren't a high draft pick or a draft pick at all. It, especially playing on a team like the LA Lakers with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So there was an instance where his nickname became a, a, a discussion. And he came out with this, I don't want to associate myself with this name because of the issues around it. And, and, and to me, the fact that he's thinking about something like that tells me that he's not focused on getting better in basketball. He's focused on saying the right things to make certain people happy. And one of the things I've learned in my adult life is making people happy. The only people you should make happy are your family and your friends. Uh, and hopefully you're the people who bust your bust their butt for you in your business. Other than that, everyone else can kick dirt and eat it because they don't give a flying rat's behind about you or your family or your friends. Most of the time sounds cynical, sounds jaded. It's not, I am not a cynical man. I am not jaded. I do give everyone a shot at the beginning, I don't just go into any situation and say, you know what? I'm just going to say that you suck and I don't even know who you are. No, it's after assessing the situation before I start getting angry or letting you know what's going on. I've been telling you guys, this is a problem when you're not taking care of the details. You're not playing well in practice. You definitely didn't play well in preseason. These are the most important times to prep and you can see it while they're playing. Don't tell me these things don't matter. It matters. It matters when it doesn't matter because if, it, if you think, if you focus that when it doesn't matter, it will work when it matters. That's how it works. Go ask Michael Jordan. God rest his soul. If you would ask Kobe Bryant, he would have told you the same thing. Ask Magic Johnson. Ask Kareem. Ask Worthy. These guys used to say Pat Riley's, practices were more brutal than the games why were they so great because the games became easy because they prepared and they cared when it didn't matter there's also the matter of talent it is you know? it's there however I mean, there's not there's an unequal balance of talent you're going up against the warriors who are the nba champions who have continuity from the last three or four years the last eight years if you want to go back that far for four championships in eight years they have the kind of continuity that a team like the Lakers doesn't have. Do they have, have only two players from three players from last this, year? This is a whole brand new team from from the previous three championships. This is a it whole is, and team. and part of that is the fault of the front office for for foolishly making bad decisions about personnel moves for three years in a row now. 
Um, and it's obvious from the way that this team is playing that they still have not solved that problem. They've gone a great way toward making the team younger and more active, uh, except at the center position. And they've done, a, you know, and they, and they have had opportunities to trade Russell Westbrook for players who would dramatically improve the team, but they haven't taken advantage of those because they're waiting. And the longer they wait, the more the chance is that we're going to lose this season or any remote chance that we have right now of being able to come back and become a competitive team. But you have to start building at some point. You can't just say, we're going to wipe out this season, get rid of everybody, and then bring back an entirely new roster again next year because we have some cap space and so forth. I mean, go out and make a trade for some guys who make sense, sign them, get them locked up for a couple of years, and then go out and with, with a core of four players who are really elite players, and you can put out a starting lineup to compete with anybody in the league and then let's see what a healthy LeBron James and Anthony Davis can bring us. Because right now, we don't know. Right now, it's too early, and this team is too undermanned to be able to go out there and do anything except lose. And that's what we're going to see. We'll see a few occasional games where LeBron and AD will go off, and we'll win. Out of the first 10 games, four of them, five, four of them are against teams that we should win, teams that are ranked below us in the NBA rankings power rankings and the first 27 games it's only you know it's only like 11 games and it goes on like that where basically we're going to lose you know four out of every seven games just because there are more teams that are better than us than we are and that record is going to continue to hang around those percentages we're, we're not going to we're going to be a team that's going to be between 35 and 40 wins you know that's going to be our ceiling is probably 45 wins as we're presently constructed which means we're going to lose more games than we're going to win or we're going to be close to 500 team at best we have to make moves and it, it's a, it just becomes more obvious every game and otherwise you just continue to poison any opportunity that you're going to be able to have a rookie head coach have a successful first season we're talking now about damage that can be done to the franchise that would have long-term effects with the relationship with LeBron, the relationship with Clutch, the relationship with Anthony Davis, uh, everything that's all related to the success that we've had with LeBron or James over the last four years. So the Lakers have basically supposedly made their bet and agreed that they're going to go out there and do what they can do to make the team better, including trading those two picks. They just need to go out and do it because if they continue to wait, it's it's just going to mean I'm not, fewer, I'm not trading. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trading unprotected picks for what I'm not gonna. That, that's not guaranteed in, in, in any way. A, a it doesn't move team. the needle far enough, Tom. No, that's why I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna I disagree with that. I disagree with that 100. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna trade for a guy who doesn't play a full season all the time. And a guy that's inept on defense, which is a major issue on this team, it doesn't play defense, and it has 22 turnovers. You want to talk about not having uh, enough talent? You're right on that. But 22 turnovers, and a, and a, and when you hear your own leader say, "Well, we're we're just trying to tinker at things during the preseason," that those are bad signs. Those are bad signs that they have no idea what the hell they're doing. There's no 
There's no identity. There's no identity. At least if they were just mission mission shots, it was one thing. But, well, I I mean, I'd like to think that Kendrick Nunn has some talent. I'd like to think that Patrick Beverly can uh, bring some veteran leadership here. You have AD that's playing well. You have LeBron who's playing well. Uh, you, you know what, what? 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 Again, you have five guys playing at, at, at once. This is not a football team where your offensive line stinks and your quarterback can't get any time. You can understand when that doesn't work out, or if your defense can't stop anybody. But these guys are playing with five guys at a time, and there's just way too many of the normal things that keep happening, which is not enough effort, not enough smart basketball, and no, not even a semblance of any kind of offensive. Uh, see, imagination. I, didn't see, I didn't see a problem with the effort tonight. I, th- I thought that, for example, coming back in the late in the third quarter and early in the fourth quarter, I thought the Lakers did a good job of making it a game. That's because um, Golden State took the foot off the gas. Well, of course, everybody takes the foot off the gas when you get ahead. It's just human nature. Show me a situation where that they doesn't They fold in the third quarter like they always do. It's it's they, it's, 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 it's They it's folded in the fourth quarter when, when, when the uh, – when the Warriors shot lights out and they nail like that, that, you, that, and to some degree, you can't help. Some people get on yeah. fire. They keep, they're making shots, you know, well, we, were, we weren't shots. playing the Kings, you know, believe me, we weren't playing the Kings or the Magic or the Pistons or, or the 11 teams out there that we probably are going to be favorites when we play, you know, we're going to get our shots at those guys. And if we can beat those guys and maybe steal a win here or there from other people, we can, we can have a mediumly respectable record, but it's not going to happen with the team we got now because the team is incorrectly constructed. It's not finished. It's not a finished product. It's, it's a product that demands two or three higher quality rotation players to be Russell Westbrook to be swapped and those picks to be swapped for two or three rotation players that have become the third, fourth and fifth best players on the team. That's what we think, need to I do. Think any, I think uh, Rob Polinka has bigger problems than the talent on the team. I think he has doesn't have a lot of respect out there. I think people are trying to uh, stonewall the Lakers, and that's something where Jeannie needed to make a decision on, on is this something that's going to work? Because if the, the, if the, the league doesn't want to work with this guy, how are we ever going to get any kind of deal that's going to work? You give him an extension. Yeah, for and everybody's what? just trying to get the best deal that they can. And, and basically, they're just going to wait. Polinka out. Well, the season's shot, guys. They're not going to do anything this year. And uh, Heald and Turner would have to play 75 to 80 games for them to even make a dent. And even then, where's your depth? That yeah. is your depth because all of a sudden you got five starters that are starters and you got rid of two or three if they guys play. who used to be your backups in the rotation who are eliminated and never play anymore. But that, what does that do for – but if you're if you only have a starting five like that, and then you have nothing at else behind them, that's not going to help you. That's where teams. That's where the good teams beat you. you. Take that's two where... guys that are starting right now, and they become reserves. So your reserves immediately get better because you get rid of two guys who are reserves who are now replaced by the guys who used to be starters. I mean, uh, you're talking about bringing in three. You could should bring in three players for the amount of money that you're trading out for Russ. An even trade would bring back three players who would probably be the third, fourth, and fifth best players on the team. Well, right now, okay, if they were to bring in Heald and Turner, you're talking about a team right now with the Lakers that would maybe a ninth or tenth at best seed right now, the way they played tonight. That would move them up to what, a seventh, a sixth, sixth seed? I think they'd be sixth or fifth. 
That's worth throwing away your future. If they're healthy. That's yeah, worth throwing healthy, away your They'd future? have a real shot at being fifth or sixth. They That's would miss the play in tournament. They would they would have they could even have a home court advantage in certain situations. Basically, though, that they would have a team that had players that really helped LeBron and AD become better and more efficient. They'd have great shooting. I mean, he basically is a guy who takes 10 threes a game and makes four threes a game. We don't have anybody like that. We had Matt Ryan for one preseason game who went off, but we don't have a shooter that the teams are afraid of who can go out and hit six or seven, eight threes in a game and win a game for you. Um, and we don't have a, we don't have a starting quality center so that we have to, so that AD who even talking in the third person says, you know, Darwin Ham knows that AD doesn't like to play the four. AD wants to play the four, but I'll play the five if I have to. He doesn't want to play the five, man. Come on. <laughs> you so need to about, let okay. guys be what they want to be and play what they want to play because that's what you do with stars. But I just want to clarify this, and I know we have before. You're talking about giving up your future, two of your first-round picks in the future, for yeah. what you essentially said is a fifth or two picks that basically will, I think, will, will end up being picks in the high 20s. <laughs> or, or after LeBron and AD are gone, could be in the... Well, if, if we run them, if we manage the team well and make the transition, then we won't. You'll see I have little faith in that after what we've been well, doing. But you have to bet on that. You can't bet on... Perhaps, you, listen, do you think the Warriors bet that if we invest in this new arena that, and that we might not win the championship and then fans might not come? No, they're they're betting on the ability that they've had in the past to create championships and to win championships. And the Lakers have a record of that. They have a lot of advantages despite their their archaic family run business structure that and and their reliance upon this network of previous people who have na- Laker connections. But do you realize but they, they have, have more- a lot of advantages that give them opportunities that other teams don't have? that make up for a lot of that. So they can be, they can leave championships on the table and they've left championships on the table before because of mismanagement and because of not taking an advantage of situations. But they need to make a change. They need to, they need to make the right move. They need to make that trade. Uh, and I agree with you. Not, none of us they're not, are they're not capable of, you. they're not capable of making the right trade. They're not capable of, uh, uh, I'm afraid of that. That's probably they, what I'm most afraid we, of. So. We are we are starting to get to that Al Davis before he passed culture, Jerry Jones's culture since 1996, where the stubbornness, and I can even say this for my team in the MLB as well, there's this inability to really get at the heart of the issues on what's going on in 2022, not 2020, not 1998, not 2013. Today, you have to be adaptable at all times, especially when you're dealing with more technology and more of the changing culture of whatever's going on. The Lakers are... They are not going to succeed unless they have some kind of an identity. I've said this probably 50 times already. 
they don't have an identity. They have AD and they have LeBron, and they think that can kind of be what they are, but it's not. LeBron um, is starting to look like an empty statter right now. He's getting 30 and 12 and whatever, but it's just not it, that it's not meaning anything in the game. AD to some degree can 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 bring some positiveness during the game where there's some domination for a very short amount of time, but you know, once he gets out, it's, it's kind of back to square one. Uh, it's just not a, it's not a, they're, they're in a, they're, this what, is a different world. You would like them to have Joe. I want them to get over this season and then really how assess. About, how about defense first identity? Well, I mean, it's going to come down to effort. Best and shot blocky, blocker in the country, in the NBA, having the best front court in the NBA defensively. Anchoring, getting an anchor so that you've got guys who can't be played off the floor like like Rudy Gobert can be at the end of a game. Miles Turner can't be played off the floor. Anthony Davis can't be played off the floor. LeBron James can't be played off the floor. You want to build an identity, then you have to make a commitment to something. And that's what Palinka and his crew of idiots can't seem to do which is they well, cannot seem to make a commitment that we're going to build this kind of team. Well, that's, they, hired that's, a, they hired a young coach who wants to play that way, who wants he, a starting center who can shoot for threes, who he, wants the defensive team. He, he Okay, wanting it and then executing it, then don't, don't say as a head coach that we're going to be focused on defense and then your defense isn't well, – again, effort – Talent doesn't matter. Going off but the, judge him when you're getting a bunch of guys that he's been given, most of whom are minimum salary players. Okay. So there's really – so you you sacrifice what could be a devastating future for guy a guy that's played 42 games and 47 games in the last two years, uh, and then you're you're hoping that Buddy Heald can be your shooter, enough, enough shooting to – make things honest a little. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I could risk that uh, at this moment. I mean, I guess I'd take it if we, if it happened, but I just, my, my gut feeling says it's not a good deal. I think you ride the season. You just deal with the fact that it's going to be a dead season and then really try to focus on building the yeah, team. Yeah, but you're sure. not in a better position. And you don't get Draymond Green, by the way. Draymond Green looked like a sack of used burlap today. I don't, I wouldn't, uh, I think he's done. I think he's checked out. I think his ability has gone. It's awful lot to judge in one game, man. Oh, I, I'm not judging from one game. I was judging from last year during the deep playoff run. He looked not very well. Yeah, well, I think that you'd find and uh, we don't need another. I think you'd find 29 out of the general manager. We don't need a, We don't jump into the opportunity. We don't need another. We, we don't need another mid almost mid 30 player that's going to take up 20 to 30 million dollar cap space. Lakers are going to have to really figure out how they're going to spread that money that's available to create what you want them to be create what they want to create, which these days three three and D guys are all 30 and 35 million dollar year players. I don't know what the hell they're gonna do. I'm just gonna say this. I'm gonna interject this and respectfully Tom, again, this is the debate that and that's what I love about the fact is that you feel one way, Joe feels another, I feel another. I think as far as the debate on whether or not we should go ahead and trade these picks, how far a Buddy Heald, Miles Turner team can take the team in a positive direction. And if we have enough faith in front office, I could just say since the Lakers won their title in 2010, that the team is five and seven. 
five winning seasons, seven losing seasons. Yes, they did win a championship. I will give them that. But seven losing seasons means a lot of futility for this team and for its fans. This is something where you're banking on if you give away those 27 to 29 picks that the Lakers will somehow manage to go ahead and competently build a team during those years. I think without that's the, the only without, chance they have because not doing it guarantees that if you don't do it, if you don't trade Russ, do you realize that you're going to end the year with no tradable contracts? And you've said that, and, and I and agree you with you. You won't be able to trade anybody. All you can do is sign one player for $30 million. But if you give up those draft picks, again, you are base, you're, you're counting. How are you going to give up the draft stuff. picks? You can't give up the draft picks because you can't. I'm saying if you, you can't give get a up player Westbrook, draft because you can't attach a player to cover the I'm salary. I'm talking about if you do your deal. If you do your deal with Heald and Turner mm-hmm. and you throw in the draft picks, you're yep. counting on the Lakers front office in those years of 27, 28, and 29 to build a team off of one first-round draft pick for all three of those seasons right now as it stands to competently build a team during those years. And this is the front office that currently right now still stands. They have 28 and 30. They still have 26. And I just, that's why I said 27, they 20. They have four draft picks. No, Tom, you, you didn't hear what I said. I said 27, 28, and 29. Between those years, if you trade two of those picks away, you'll only have one first rounder for all three of those years. I'm, I said that. Trying to clear that out now. You, again, you're you're asking the front office to. Yeah, but build. we also got one in twenty four. We got one in twenty five. But it's it's also we have four the, we have four first round draft picks in the next six years. New Orleans has the right to swap, though I believe in twenty four, if I'm not mistaken. No more no more compounding the the terrible decision of Westbrook onto the future. Uh, there is not no way I'm doing it. I, I, but you're basing it off. I'm what I'm trying to say is you're basing it off a of front office right now that has a very you realize sketchy. that if you don't trade Westbrook, you are screwed. Oh, for this season, cannot, we're not we're not disagreeing you with you. Cannot do anything. You cannot trade anybody. We're you not disagreeing with you. We're not disagreeing with you there. But we're also we're <laughs> also can, not. You can you can trade Westbrook. That's screwing applies for next year. I'm not, not giving up two year. unprotected first round picks. I'm not. I can't. Not not when Rob Polinka Rob Polinka is 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 contracted till twenty twenty six. That means if this thing consistently stays the way it's going with him, that means we're going to be dog crap by twenty twenty six, and then we have a first round pick in twenty twenty seven after LeBron is retired or gone wherever for his kid and AD is because you think wherever. you're going to be crap. You're willing to you don't want to give up picks that aren't going to be that are basically going to be twenty six to thirty picks. Uh, I don't think we're going to be that you good. You either bet on yourself and believe in yourself or you fold the tent. I, I do. I, I would say I would believe in myself if you were getting uh, if you were getting adequate return. You're not getting adequate return. we're not trying to return. argue with you, Tom. We're just trying to discuss this out. We're not trying no, to No, you're argue not discussing it. You're not even considering what I'm saying. You're we are considering it. what you're saying. No, no you're not. <laughs> Bull- no, there's no way I'm, on, I'm, I'm, I'm compounding this. You're making a terrible judgment decision on to the future. Players aren't enough to make a winning situation. Neither it's one. It's got to be someone that, of significance. That's where we are. It's got to be a Clyde Drexler getting traded at the deadline that and ends up helping the Houston Rockets win a title. I can't. I can't hedge my bet on a guy who has only played, who's 
you're going to hedge your bet on, 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 on two bigs Russell that Westbrook have only played 40 picks. games the last two years. You're not going to get anybody who's perfect for Russell Westbrook and two picks. Then you can't make that yourself. trade. You can't you're not protect it. I would, I would do, I would send out, I would, I would be willing to bargain an eight, an eight protected, eight, get it, then at least the lottery protected. Or heck, top, top five, I guess, at that point. Top five, I'll do, but I can't give out two unprotected. You can probably picks. get the second pick. You can probably get protection on a second pick. And that would be you might okay. You probably even get a swap on the second pick. And that would be something more agreeable to, I think, what Joe and I are talking about. That's all we're asking is that, again, I don't think it moves the team far enough to where you think it moves the team far enough. Okay. But I don't, I, if you have to move the, tree, the team, you have to move does, somehow. It does you make the team more competitive. We're not disagreeing with you on that. It does make the team more competitive, but the way you're phrasing it is that it makes the team into an automatic championship contender. And I don't think it does. And I think still think you have a serious problem with depth on this team. This team has a dearth of talent as far as just, there's nothing there after what players number three or four It's just basically you need, uh, you uh, need to trade Russ for three rotation players. You need three more players. And, and I agree with you on that. Line up down the road. I agree with guys that are starters now with three better starters, move those three starters that used to be starters and make them the backups and then take three guys who used to be in the rotation and sit them at the end of the bench and never play them. And I'm not disagreeing with you there. If we can find a trade where we can find three rotational players. If, just, if, if. Well, what is. Oh, GIF. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting hungry for some peanut butter now with the GIFs. Well, Laker Tom, you, I think you got so angry at us. You, you kind of muted on yourself. So I do apologize for that. It got turned it back on. I think. What the, On the last show, I talked yes. about George Washington Duke and how uh, let's stop talking fantasy. Let's talk reality. The uh, Laker Thomas, I think, is already. The the bottom line is we have to lick our wounds, understand that we are not going to benefit in any way this year <laughs> yeah. uh, unless we get really lucky and that there is a demand by someone relevant. And I don't even know who that would be. Yeah. We've talked about Lillard. We've talked about Dudley Bill. But with these contracts going the way they're going, I don't know if anybody's ever going to be disgruntled again. These guys are getting paid $50, $60 million a year. I think they're feeling pretty comfortable by the teams giving them that. And the contracts are only going to get sweeter after the TV deal is done. Yeah, I don't know how you would pay somebody $60 million a year and know that you're not going to do jack squat. Uh, but I guess part of the collective bargaining agreement is promising players that they're going to get this kind of money. But can we uh, all agree that the change needs to be made and needs to be made sooner? Well, I think we, later? I don't think there's an argument on change. It's, it's, it's how you're going to do it. And there is a massive hole in all the options there. there, there the hole, if you don't do anything is we're going to lose this year. The other thing is if we do make a trade, you're, you're extending the Luau Dang contract <laughs> into the late, 2000s and you will hate yourself because if you look back on uh, in the past the utah jazz and the cleveland cavaliers did stuff like that and they ended up losing on magic johnson and james worthy which benefited the lakers that's the kind of stuff you could be risking all because you couldn't wait six months look lebron is going to break kareem's record 
LeBron already won a title in LA. AD's already won a title at every level. Um, it's not that catastrophic. I'm thinking about the Lakers. I'm not really thinking about LeBron and, and AD to an extent. I don't want to lose out on something in the late 2000s, especially with the way this thing is being run. At some point, there's going to have to be a change if it continues, and I think Jeannie will do that. But I don't I don't want to risk. I don't want to come back and go, God, that Russell Westbrook thing really jacked us. It, it jacked us last year, and it, it'll jack us this year, and then it'll be over. And Tom is right about the contract thing. That is probably the one thing that's really bothering me is the fact that yeah, they we're have, have nothing 30. outside of Beverly. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I don't even know how that will work in the, the offseason. But what else can you do? What else can be done? You you, you can't trade. They you tried, have to give away man. your they future, tried. Joe. He's, Blaker Tom is, is telling you that you have to give away your future in order to go ahead and try. and. You don't have to give away your future. What you have to do is understand that building a team takes additions of players players who are going to be able to be contributors, rotation players, legitimate rotation players. If we can trade Westbrook for three legitimate rotation players, even if that doesn't make us a championship team, it's the move we have to make in order to build a stability and a continuity in a roster where you've got guys on contracts for two or three years so that they can become part of a team. They can actually learn how their other players play they can actually develop some chemistry, some camaraderie with their teammates. We need to start building a team that way. And we need to take Russell Westbrook's $50, $47 million and break it into three contracts. Those three contracts will be easier to move once we get to next summer. They will give us some flexibility. Some of them could be expiring contracts so that we could still have some cap space. But we need to do something to improve the, the core people that we have on the team that can be counted upon to fill the eight or nine rotation spots you need to be a legitimate contender. And if we don't do anything toward filling that out, then that is like the worst decision that we could have made because we'll be able, we'll find ourselves handicapped and unable to make a trade next summer. We'll have three draft picks and we won't be able to trade them for anybody because we won't you be know, able the to match line on this. Silver lining on this, Joe, is that if if we go Laker Tom's route and we do trade those two draft picks and it doesn't get to where we needed to go as far as healed and also as well Turner and it doesn't get to where we needed to go as far as the team in a competitive spot high enough that's going to get us in a championship race or anything of that nature. You at least have AD playing well enough that he could be attractive, that you could trade him at the end or the season, or even, you know, at the trade deadline, and you could try and recoup some of that back. Is that something that you may want to look at later on, Tom? This, this, this is where Tom is right. And I've been thinking, again, I've been thinking about this too. And I'm thinking about it too. What is, this is the test year for whether or not Anthony Davis is the guy to take the baton. Because if he can't take it this year, if he can't play enough games this year, if he can't be good enough this year, if he can't be dominant, if he can't be better than LeBron this year, then we have to find somebody else to lead the team go forward in the future. Well, we can't, can't waste we find out by we can't waste a second year waiting for AD to be able to play more than forty games. I'm gonna give you. Can't we wait? I'm gonna, How about by February? Would we know by February? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. Well, a, a, yeah, if he gets injured, we'd know by February. 
we yeah, were talking right. about Kyrie Irving during the summer, right? There was a lot of talk of him coming. The most intriguing part about that whole situation was what else would have come with him? And there was a lot of excitement, at least on my end. For they, like, had to, they had to add a guard to match. So I, I, I was excited about Seth Curry and Joe Harris, right? right. Now, when you look at Joe Harris, he's a, almost a $20 million a year player. You have Kyrie, who's making 37. You have uh, Seth Curry, who's great bench type you know, player. You now have a viable team, right? A viable set of players that are... But Seth and... No, please note, Joe, that Seth and Joe are still... They're a couple weeks away from getting on the court Correct. at this point. Correct. Uh, at that point, I'd rather take a chance on that than... than... And, and to note everybody else, I wanted to add this in. Thomas Bryant, he did have surgery on his thumb. On his thumb. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, we got two out guys out. Too bad. Two thumbs down guys, man. So <laughs> what, what happens there is now you've got you've got some contracts that go beyond this season. So if something were to happen in the summer, you have some money that can be traded. Well, Kyrie's, Kyrie's an expiring contract. Harris Harris has two years on his contract, but the second year is only partially guaranteed, I think like 14 million. So you'd lose 14 million of your cap space of the 35 cap space that they're trying to save. But Which would have the talent to justify the trade. Now, I don't know. I, I to me, to me, I look at Heald and I look at Heald and Turner or Heald and um, um, Harris or Seth as pretty much the same thing. They're all three guys that are going to shoot eight to ten threes a game, and they're exactly what you want because they shoot 40 percent. You know, they're the guys that nobody's going to leave in the corner. You want to play four on four, all you have to do is. Park one of those three guys in the corner, and you can play four on four the rest of the game. Um, that's a big advantage to play four on four rather than five on five. It just it just changes the entire game. I I think the the, the amazing part of this I didn't I didn't anticipate trading KCP and Kuzma and 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 all the fillers for. I didn't realize how important those guys were to this team. It's it's mind boggling to me how the right role players, how, how important they are. I've always known they're important, but it, well, let's just, just put it this way. If the Warriors, if the Warriors don't win this year, it's going to speak a lot about Gary Payton and Otto Porter. Right. If they don't win this year, that's all I'll say. A lot of Gary Payton, Gary Payton was probably the second most important player on that team last year. At certain times, At certain absolutely, times he shut down defense. the other team's best player, man. And Otto Porter hit some clutch threes yeah. for them. Yeah, so. I think. It, I think but, you know the thing. The thing about the Warriors, though, is it's so infuriating to me to be here in Northern California. I mean, I've lost, I've lost two of my granddaughters who are Laker fans and now Warrior fans, and my son is now a Warrior fan. Only my grandson is the last hold on Laker fan I've been able to hold on to, and it's because they do everything the way that we should be doing it, you know. And that's so infuriating, you know. I mean, how could they? How could they find? How could they find Pool? I mean, how can they find a guy who's probably the closest thing to another Steph, to another Steph Curry? You know, it's just impossible to, to to look at that situation. And Wiggins, Wiggins is just you know, it's they've made probably if you were to take ten major decisions that the Lakers have made in the last two or three years, and you compare it to ten major decisions that the Warriors have made in the last two or three years. The Lakers are probably like three out of nine 
three out of ten, and the, the Warriors are probably like seven or eight out of ten. I, I don't think I think you have to give credit to Steve Kerr and the two stars on that team. They yeah. they are inspirational to they they are mass the they are they are the Tim Duncans of this era yeah. in terms of their not only their talent, maybe not the talent all the way, but you know what I mean. Um, their importance, and then also their team concept and their allowance to play in every facet of this thing in, in, in a team manner. It's it, it does matter that that kind of environment gives confidence to a young player and a player that might be kind of at the edge, maybe. You know, I mean, Poole was a 26th overall pick. No one that good should drop to 26, but maybe they have something to do with it. And I mean, he, he he was like the top free throw shooter in the league last year. Yeah, yeah. You, they got you, three guys who shoot ninety percent from free throw line. And then you look at you look at the Spurs. I mean, they're doing what the Spurs are doing. I think that's what Steve Kerr's kind of brought to it. And then I I believe a lot of the people that are in Golden State are influenced by you know. I think Pop, uh, yeah, Pop was a was a coach and a I don't know if he was an executive in Golden State. So I think they kind of share the same philosophy on how to build teams over over there. Um, they. They nurture well. They support well. Their system m- makes a difference. And of course, having two superstars that are, that are as good as Clay and and uh, uh, and Steph, that, and then of course you they have drafted, Green. They drafted these guys. That's but we we've been drafting well too. We've been we've been we've been developing yeah, guys. We didn't as well. draft LeBron. We didn't draft AD. You know, they drafted Curry. They drafted Thompson. They drafted Draymond Green. Yeah, they drafted Poole. They drafted all of these guys, you know. I mean, Wiggins they didn't draft. That that was when they got traded. Well, the thing was, you saw Wiggins in that second, in that third quarter. They realized that Russell Westbrook was getting a little bit hot. He was getting a little bit active. He was becoming successful. He was getting a little bit, uh, you know, uh, very confident in himself. And they put Wiggins on him for that third quarter and yeah. shut him down. Yeah, uh, Wiggins. He didn't get Wiggins anything until late in the fourth man. quarter. Yeah, he. But I think Richard Richard makes a good point. That's a great deal uh, that they got him on. 109 for four years. That's Richard a great made, deal. Richard made a good point. You look he at took a discount to stay there. You, yeah. you you look at you look at the trail that Jerry West has has laid out since he left LA and I believe it was 01. He went to Memphis as a consultant and they ended up making the playoffs, I believe, three years in a row. They didn't do well, but who knew that the Grizzlies would be capable of going to three Playoff appearances, right? You should have chosen Phil over. Should have chosen Jerry over Phil. I I I don't know if that's the right case either, because Phil did make a difference on the three P team. Yeah, they needed that still, coach. Still, but where, that's why we lost Jerry, man. But where? What? But they had a chance to bring him back, and they didn't. And then he went on to go to Golden State and created and helped create what's going on right now, and also what's going on in in, in L.A. with the Clippers. This stuff, you know, Jerry West is a god in basketball in every facet of this thing and it it, it just it, it it's just uh just the respect thing the 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 stupid antics that they've done is really if if this if they didn't have these stupid antics i probably wouldn't be as vicious as i am against them because <laughs> it 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 they're they're very petty and that show we watched on hulu was it was like an absolute confirmation of who, what, what, what they've always been. This petty, this petty. Uh, I want this. I want that. I want notoriety. I want the control. 
you know, just nonsense that children do. These are grown adults doing it. They don't, they don't bring back a, a guy that wanted to come back. His son was doing really well here. They let him go. Why would you let go of Ryan? Well, oh, I don't want them to, you know, go back to his dad and do stuff. I'm like, really, really? You, you, you've known Jerry West for 40 years and, you know, the most professional man you probably have ever known in your life. And you're, you're, you're worried about that. You know, you're, 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 you're taking away season tickets and given sending his wife a text message. You didn't have the balls to call him yourself and tell him, Hey, we're going to take your, your tickets away. This is, these are the, these are the marks. These are the marks guys. These tell you who you are. These this things the tell you who triangle. you are. This is the deadly triangle for, for Joe Soro. Okay. The Chris Paul trade is numero uno. The Jerry West fiasco is number two. And the PPP loan is a close number three. And the PPP loan is a big one with me, too. I'm just going to leave it. And the Jerry West thing, too. They're both I'm going, really I'm bad. going to bed, guys. All right. All right. Well, Laker Tom, I, I've thank debated you. So those, I've debated those too many it's times. too bad. I don't think you should go to bed, uh, Tom, because we have 40 people on. Yeah, on, this on is right one now. of our highest marks ever. So, once again, the Lakers do, unfortunately, lose in their season opener. Unfortunately, it's 123 to 109. We'll wrap things up here in the next few minutes, but just close out. I mean, the next game we're going to see is against the Clippers at home on Friday, excuse me, on Thursday. And it's going to be at seven o'clock. And of course, we'll be here right after the game around 930. So I want to ask you this, though, Tom, before we head on out. And again, I truly appreciate everyone watching. We're getting some big numbers for us, and we truly appreciate and cannot thank you enough for taking time out of your day to watch us here at the Lakers Fast Break. But when you see this overall, you know that there's more that needs to be done. We're not disagreeing with you on that. But is there anything in the interim that they can tweak or fix? Because, you know, if none comes in, yes, he can shoot well. But his defense, you saw tonight, was such was so bad, was so porous. The same thing with Reeves. The same thing with so many other parts as far as the game. If, if they do well on one end, they do extremely poor on the other. Is there any little things or fixes that maybe Darvin Ham could look into before Thursday night's game against the Clippers? Well, I think, I think a lot of it, and unfortunately playing the Clippers is not going to be the same solution as let's say playing the Kings or playing the Blazers or playing the Magic or a team that, that we could match up better against. Playing the Clippers is going to be very difficult and we're going to run into the same situation that they have, they have the players that can play big or small um, they're a very deep team, so it, it's likely to going to be a very unpleasant experience for us playing the Clippers. As to what the team can do, one thing this team basically is going to be one of those teams that are going to play probably as well as they shoot. If they're hitting their threes, they'll have to, if they have the confidence and they're hitting their threes and so forth, I think that they can be competitive. I think that they have a chance then to to blow out teams that they're not, that they're better than. And I think they have a chance to upset some of the teams that are ranked above them, but they need to have a great game by LeBron and AD. Um, And I didn't, I don't think either one of LeBron or AD had great games tonight. They both had negative, had negative plus minuses. I mean, AD was negative, was minus 20 over minus 20 LeBron minus nine. Those are not, you know, one thing we've always had, even during the bad times, is LeBron James has a positive net rating. He has a positive plus minus when he plays. He didn't in this particular game. 
Um, and AD didn't either. And I thought AD really looked tired as the game went on. He was short on a lot of inside shots and, and moves and so forth. And he didn't look dominant. He didn't look dominant at all. Um, he had that one stretch early on, but after that, like you said, it was yep. kind of declining returns. Uh, you know, and, it, and it's, you know, he missed a lot of free throws tonight too, you know. So the shot wasn't there. He missed his threes. You well, know, that's not surprising. He's determined to shoot him, you know. I mean, I, I were there good plays? Were there good plays made at times? Um, I do think that that we've seen a lot of we. One thing that they did good tonight is they 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 won the points in the paint by over twenty points. So that was a big concern all because last year, whenever we went small, we had real problems with points in the paint and rebounding. Tonight, we matched them with rebounding, and we won the points in the paint by a substantial margin. You know, we lost the fast break points by 10 points and we lost the, uh, I think we lost the free throw battle by 10 points. We lost the bench points. Yeah. Our, bo- our best, so. our best, turnovers. our best offense when we were winning, even in 2021 was fast break points. Yep. And we didn't, we didn't really push the ball. We didn't push the ball enough in this particular situation. And they, and, and the Warriors pushed the ball against us a lot. May I say one thing, though, about the play, the style of play, and the fact that both the winners tonight, both Boston and Golden State, did score above 120 points and how actually I enjoy that aspect of it. I think the take foul being removed is a little bit a as far as – yeah, so, so the flow of play and the amount of yeah. offense we may be seeing may be a little bit better, which is always a good thing for the sport. Always a good thing. That's just my two cents. Just my two cents right there. But Joe, there were, there were uh, times when I there were there were a couple of moves that Walker made that impressed me. AD made some good moves early in the, in in the game. You know, man, the Warriors just have so much shooting that it's that it's really hard, and and the Clippers have a lot of shooting too. I mean, we're not going to win when we give up 20, when we give up seven threes. We we lost the differential by three point shooting differential by seven. They made seven more threes than we did. It's twenty one points, man. That's the game, basically, right there. You know, what they uh, uh, one of eleven at one point in the beginning. Yeah, the we were horrible. We finished like twenty five percent, but you know, and 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 it, this, you know, if 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 we could add if we could add healed and and another shooter, and I'd love McConnell as a, as a third player to balance it off. If we could get Turner healed and McConnell. I think that would be that would really strengthen a team dramatically. McConnell's an outstanding defender and and backup point guard, but I don't see you know what, any other deal coming along. You know, geez, I find it hard to feel like it makes sense if Kyrie were all of a sudden available. I love my Atlanta trade. I'm just going to say I think that's the best trade. But then again, Atlanta's a team that's eyeing a playoff yeah. run. If they do go into tank mode, then maybe look for them to go ahead and start selling right. off some of their assets. But yeah, uh, yeah, I know I may. How many how many games do we play before yeah, we decide yeah. that you know is it twenty is it twenty seven or is it you know fifty five we wait till till February 9th. we've both paid fifty five games by then. Well, I, um, I agree with you. I mean, that's what I mentioned to Richard now, and I think everybody out there. It looks so easy for the Warriors to run their offense, and it looks so difficult for the Lakers to run yeah. theirs. It's that continuity thing, man. I mean, it's no different from going to the anybody who's played a lot of pickup basketball, man. You always you always have your three buddies that you go to the gym with. 
and you call next and you know that once you get on the court, you're going to win a good number of games in a row. And you always have a huge advantage over any other team that's, that's just been put together for the day because you played with each other. So, you know, you know what, where guys like the ball, you know, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. And that makes such a difference, especially when you're playing with intelligent players, you know, like LeBron James, the Warriors, you know, they have the advantage of, of not only having played together, but also having very intelligent players and a, and a general scheme on offense and defense that really requires team teams playing together. I still think that there were major things that the Lakers did this offseason that to me are franchise-altering situations. I think the hiring of Darvin Ham, the decision to go with a modern three-point center, assuming that they hopefully will do that by trading for Turner, um, the decision to, you know, to to modernize the offense and to, and to bring in shooters, although they haven't backed up the decision with actual actions yet. And I'm hoping that they can still do that and, and be able to fulfill the the aspirations of what they were building a lineup for. They've done everything except do the last thing, trade Westbrook for three rotation players. You get three rotation players that all of a sudden shove back everybody else and your rotation is dramatically better. Until we do that, it's going to be a sad time for Laker fans. Joe, I want to do uh, go ahead and end with this show on something that Richard said during our chat. And first off, I want to go ahead and you guys have just been sensational again. We have the best chat room of any Lakers YouTube channel out there. And we've got new subscribers right and left since we started this show. And you guys are just absolutely awesome. And I truly appreciate you taking the time out of your evening to go ahead and let us know that you appreciate what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. Again, some big numbers for us. We truly cannot thank you enough. Joe, but before we head on out, I wanted to go ahead and hit you something that Richard mentioned. He was asking us a question. If Magic was still here guiding the team, would would we be in a different place right now? No, because Magic... magic Another three superstar guy. Magic, unfortunately, is is a walking billboard. He's not a executive type. He's not I, I agree with you, both of you on that. I just think that it would be he, very top heavy. But again, you would still have he a signed off on the Muscala um, Zubats Zubats trade, and I, I, I that that was his send off, and that 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 would have bothered me. That would have bothered me if I was in Rob's position. I would have said, "What the hell are you doing?" And we we still haven't really gotten over that. We could have definitely used Zubac with this team. Um, he's not the best center in the league, but he was really, really better than what we have now. This thing needs to be run by a Bob Myers type. You know, that's the kind of guy you need running this. Someone who's going to go Jerry West in his prime. Someone who's actually going to go places and look at talent and assess the situation and talk to people, and create a reputation, and people love Jerry West. You know, this whole thing with Jerry West, the only time I heard anything negative about Jerry West was when those weasels in Orlando who didn't, who were listening to the local papers about whether they should pay Shaq or not, coming out with, you know, Jerry was tampering. Other than that, you've never heard anything bad about Jerry West from anyone in the NBA. So Rob doesn't have that reputation. Bob Myers does. Jerry West does. Reputation and not being a used car salesman type like Rob is, 
helps. It helps not be in that. And if you are going to be that, it's going to be much more difficult for you to get the deals that you want because everything in this business is somewhat political, right? There's politics in it, not, you know, state and federal politics, but there's basketball politics. And if you don't play those games and the fact that you're a former agent, see, these guys, some of these guys probably have a little animosity towards them anyways. Um, and a lot of, I'm, I know I'm not the only one. I know there's a, I'm not, I know I'm not the only one that can smell his, his stench. I, I said at the first, that first press conference when he was, when they got KCP, this guy is, this, this guy sounds weird, but I was giving him the benefit of the doubt because I was an idiot. And sometimes I want to be positive, but yeah, it's starting to, it's starting to form into what it's formed into. And, uh, you know, I guess the, the there, there was a 2020 title to, to hang our hats on. Uh, but I don't know how much uh, influence he had on that other than maybe signing the contracts. Again, it's just uh, right now, just the evaluation of the team we see as far as the overall roster building. Just they treat, they treat, they are treating people like corporations treat people like they're just a number, you know, somebody like Alex Caruso, somebody like Zubats, right? Like they traded him for nothing, right? These guys don't value people. They say they do. They don't. They don't value jack squat. They value their own pocket. They didn't care about. I'm not gonna bring back the other stuff we talked about, but they 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 don't they don't value they don't value people. They just don't. They they say they do, but they don't. They're fake. And and and, and usually after a while, you can get by being fake. But when the when the hardship comes. That's that's when you get to see the true colors, and then you can see it in the in the Hulu, uh, the legacy uh, documentary. Just a nice man, and I know he kind of left on bad terms, but you look at Mitch Kupchak, and you could see he's holding back, really wanted to unleash on the Bus family, because uh, I think he got blamed for some things that probably weren't his decision, <laughs> and he got blamed for it. So that's just how it is. People are going to get sensitive. People are going to want to do what they want to do. And, you know, they'll take it on to the people that they can, like Alex Caruso and Taylor Horn Tucker and Zubach and all these guys that, that to them, that they're just, this numbers to them. They don't care about them. They don't value the fact that they have some value in any way. Well, again, it's just something that the team needs to address. I, I'm not going to disagree with Tom. They do need to make a change. And if they do go ahead and give up those picks. The argument is that we need a change. We all know this. It's just what type of change. It's what are we going to sacrifice to get that. And I'm sorry. I am not giving anyone unprotected first-round picks because – for for, for, and and prolonging this issue with with, with this Westbrook mistake. I can't do it. I can't because I'm a Laker fan and I'm going to – Hopefully be here for another 20, 30 years. I don't want to have to look back on the 27 and 29 draft as, as, as small percentage as it could be us losing on a great player because we decided that, you know what, we wanted to take a chance on maybe giving a little bit of more competition for a 2022 season, 2023 season. And then again, I understand the, the prospects of LeBron wasting the season. It just being a season for LeBron just to get the scoring title. I just don't see – we're in a rock and a hard place situation. We we did so well with, with getting the Anthony Davis trade and winning the championship. 
I still think we're paying the penance from it. I still, you cannot get me off that mountain. I still think we're paying the penance of it. And we're, as far as the fallout of this is not just from a draft pick standpoint, I don't really, from an asset standpoint, I think it's, you it's, are, but I, I think, I think that the, the mistakes after that are what actually put us in this position. I don't think it has anything to do with the Anthony Davis trade. It it's, was, I didn't say it's all because of it. I just, it's compounded upon. Yeah. The, the, the moves by, uh, the moves were, that were made after by Rob were obviously not very good at all. I agree with you there, but I just think it's just a collective, uh, you know, a fan. But again, we won a championship for the Anthony Davis trade, and how can you fault for doing that? No, the, we're talking about totally different things here. I'm not faulting the, the the Davis trade in any way. It's still a great, it's still a trade I do every day. It's what they've done after. It's the value that they threw away. In in you know maintaining that championship team, they they overcorrected, undercorrected, and back to overcorrection, and then now they're in a place where they're stuck. You know that the reason why we don't have any talent right now is because they got stuck. They had no choice. There's no money to be spent. No one can trade anything for anything at this point. It, it, in a way, this summer wasn't necessarily like they couldn't do anything this summer, even if they wanted to, without giving up valuable assets that may be important down the road. It's, it's, it's a, it's rock and a hard place is definitely the, the right term here, but I think it's more of a, it's more of a bolder rock than just a regular rock. Uh, it's a problem. It's a problem. And there's going to need to either be some kind of luck, which the Lakers have had a history of getting lucky. So there is still that, hopefully being lucky by something, somebody calling and saying, I want to go to Lakers, or you eat the season and just see how you how it develops from there. But then even, you know, that's the part where, Tom, I can't d- disagree with, is if you don't bring in some contracts that have value, aka, you know, i.e. why they were trying to sign Schroeder to the $84 million contract, those who don't understand, that's money that can be traded. The more money you can trade, the bigger the take you can get that's where tom is a hundred percent right but you're like at what cost at that point even that's that's the tough part and that's one thing that the lakers will have to think about if to get them out of this rock and a hard place tom may be right he may have to give up those two first round picks just to get you in a place to even be competitive otherwise there's going to be many more nights like this and even if the lakers don't come close to winning a championship just to get them to where they can be a competitive fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh place team, you may need to give up your entire future as far as those 27 to 29 and, draft picks. And it's more important this summer because the talent available is very minimal. And I don't think the only two names that come to mind that are difference makers, and I know there's more, but the ones that come up to my mind is, is Middleton and Kyrie. Kyrie is a basket case, and Middleton I don't think is leaving Milwaukee. So now if those guys are off the table this summer, now you definitely need contracts to trade. If someone should say, you know what? I think Bradley Beal needs to get traded, right? Now you have some money that you can trade him for. Or if Damian Little say, look, guys, I've been with you guys for 12 years. I want to try to go win a championship. That, that part, 100% agree that if, 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 if Rob is to kind of fix this thing that he's created, He's got to get some kind of luck or some kind of figuring out here where he can get that kind of money available for for the summer so that he can trade it. 
but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that could play out. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, the Lakers did unfortunately lose tonight against Golden State as they picked up the rings. And as I said in the description, ring smacked the Lakers 123 to 109. Hopefully the things will turn around for the team. I know that we already have had a, a lot of people in the chat. It's just amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show, just like the last championship the Dodgers won. Golden Bear uh, also as well. I'm going to say as far as Slim, you know what? That championship's legit. You can't take it away from us. Then you're going to have to say, you. we have to go back to San Antonio's uh, incomplete season that they won, say that's not legit. There's like two or three others you could say the same thing. Come on, guys, stop it. It was a fair thing. It was yeah. it was in a fair place where all these teams could compete for a championship. The Lakers prevailed on it. You got to give them credit, and they won a championship. Just count it. It is legit. Uh, and just like the Dodgers, they won the championship. It was legit. So well, you, know you, you can name you can name several seasons. The 2012 Miami yeah. Heat only played 66 games. Yeah, the Washington Redskins won a championship in '82 and in '87. Uh, both years were strike seasons. Uh, matter of fact, Mark Mosley, the, the kicker for the Washington Redskins, was the MVP of 1982. The only time you'll ever see a kicker win an MVP. People who say things like that are just saying it just to dig on anything. They even crapped on LeBron in, in 13. Oh, well, that was the Ray Allen shot. They, they always talk about how LeBron and AD got three or four yeah. months rest. Yes, but so did everyone else. Yeah. Well, that, again, that's it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a stupid argument. Everybody played within the same rules. If, they don't, yeah. if, if one team wasn't playing with the same rules, I'd say, okay. But everybody played with the same rules. Everybody knew The only was, championship, I would say, is the Astros championship. And we all know why. Well, that that's because they cheated. Yeah, obviously, that's, that's a different story. But they... I, I, I don't. At some point, you just sh- shut that off and just say, "All right, I'm, I'm going on to the next subject." It's it's become a waste of my 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 brain activity. I don't want to. I don't really care. You don't want to. You don't want to believe that the 2020 Lakers championship is legit. Then go to freaking crypto and go see the banner. See if that looks real to you. If it doesn't look real <laughs> to you, you're a moron. Uh, again, uh, again, we're not, we're not trying to pick fights with our chat room. I am. It is- yeah, I know you are, but I, I will say again, it's legit. You just got to deal with it and move on. You know, I'm sorry. It's the fact that we have 17, Boston has 17, but Boston start looks a lot better than the Lakers. Unfortunately, right now, Richard says the 1999 Spurs, everybody can come up with a year or a championship. I mean, if you want to really go back with the Lakers, people always talk about the Tim Donaghy year before the Lakers. And as far as him fixing it for the Lakers, I hear about that as far as against the No Kings. one talks about game five of that series and how that yeah. game was fixed. Yeah. I, I remember watching I remember watching Bobby Jackson pull Kobe's jersey out of his freaking shorts on his last shot in game five and not get a call. How does that happen? How do you not call a foul on a guy pulling a jersey? You know how tight and long those jerseys are? To be able to pull it out, and not get called a foul, not call a foul on it. No, it's it's again. Everybody sees it under with their own little rose glasses. Um, but it's sometimes it's fun when you're at a party and you're you know talking smack. But 
when you're talking about, you know, serious stuff at some point, it gets kind of old and it's like, okay, well, uh, next subject. I, I don't have time to talk about this anymore. Or is, yeah, because it's not getting any better for us here. We're going to go ahead and then probably shut it down. We just, you know, we're having great numbers and we cannot thank you enough, but I will tell you what, I've already reached out to Sean Grice, the madman from Toronto, the magic man. We will go on the air tomorrow with a special episode in between as far as the two game episodes from tonight and Thursday upcoming as far as our post game is concerned. We will go on the air tomorrow to talk more about this game as far as some of the things the Lakers maybe can work on, some of the things that may change for Lakers. The aftermath, the fallout, obviously is still growing strong. In fact, you guys have been tremendous. Thank you so much to everybody in the chat. Uh, Jim Faison says, I like it when Joe takes the gloves off. He holds no punches <laughs> when it comes to our favorite teams. Go big, Joe. Kyrie said, how did Rob get extended? If you take a look back at last week when I go ahead, that's the exact title of my episode. Rob got extended? Question, question mark, question mark. This should be a make or break year for him. Exactly. What was the rush? Who are you competing against to go ahead and give him that extra year? Tom, can you explain this to me? What do you mean? As far as why they needed to go Good ahead answer. And, yeah, and <laughs> give him that extra year now before the season started, why couldn't you just evaluate him? As I said at the time, why couldn't you just evaluate his performance on the performance of the team before you go ahead and say, you know what, we're going to give you an extra year on top of your contract? You're talking about Palenka? Yes, I'm talking about talking that about LeBron. No, no, not LeBron, Palenka. Getting the Palenka is not an it. extra year. It wasn't an extra year. It was an extra four years, three years. No, it was an extra year. year. No, he got an extra year added on. It was just one year added on. Is he it already just one had year, those, you sure? It was just one year, I'm sure. Believe me. I remember well, the end of I mean, the I had the last week. reason that Jeannie said, which makes sense, is that to put the general manager and the head coach on the same length of contracts. You know, I, I remember that indigestion I had last week, Tom. Yeah, I you know, I mean, <laughs> listen, what Jeannie's trying to do, obviously, even though she's not saying it is, she's trying to bolster up who she thought was the right person by the program and making them more legitimate by giving them an extension for another year. So they matched up with the coach and, and there wouldn't be any of that whole situation. This was the general manager. He chose the coach. They're both tied up for the same period of time. Yeah. And they did that ahead of time before they even hired Darvin Ham. So they already knew that they were going to probably give the new coach a four-year contract. So, you know, it's it's Jeannie basically saying, I'm right, and the rest of you Laker fans are all crazy. You know, Rob is the best general manager around here. He's Kobe. As long as he's Kobe, he can't do anything wrong. Wow. And that's where we are, folks, like it or not. So we should just add denial to her tag, right? Denial. Well, Go- no, she's... what do they call her now? A governor? Well, yes, they, the they person that's appointed by each franchise to represent when, when, them. When was she elected governor? Is the governor. She's the governor. Uh, that means again. she's got four of the six bus votes, basically, to make that decision. Well, I will say right now, again... Things are going to be up for question and up for debate after tonight's performance. And we'll see that because the Lakers head home to the crypto.com arena mm-hmm. on Thursday to face off against the Clippers. Who And we and basically here's the situation. Are you rooting for the Lakers really to do great? 
or are you rooting for them to do terrible so that something will happen? Uh, I don't ever vote. I don't ever. I didn't go into the. I don't go in the games hoping they lose. Absolutely yeah. not. Even yeah. during the tank seasons, yeah. it was it was eating at my insides. Yeah, you yeah. root for certain players to play well, and you know, and hopefully the team. I can't. Well. My brain doesn't allow me to think uh, loss. Hmm. Like today, when they play, my brain. Now, at, at the end, at the end yeah. of a game like this, what jumps out to me is always that. What what is the purpose of playing another game like this? What's the purpose of playing 20 of these games? Are we going to learn anything differently that we don't already know? Now, we might learn that AD and LeBron could stay healthy for 20 games. That's something I'd be I'd, – I'd like to know that. That would make me more prone to wanting to make a trade if I saw that AD and LeBron were playing well. If AD and LeBron play like crap, yeah, then I might take the attitude that well, maybe we ought to write off this year. Maybe we ought to see what we can get for LeBron or AD at the trade deadline. So there's, but do you really expect to find anything totally different? You don't expect to find, nobody's going to turn out to be Malik Monk all of a sudden out of nowhere. None of these guys who are minimum salary players are all of a sudden going to be guys that, boy, it's a good thing we got $20 million in cap space next summer that we can give to them. It's not going to happen, man. All we're doing is hoping that Bradley Beal will suddenly go ballistic or Damian Lillard would suddenly go ballistic or or whoever, you know, whatever third superstar would appeal to a genie bus. You know, it's it's that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for this magical Jack and the Beanstalk reward where all of a sudden these handful of beans turn into gold coins. The system is the system is being built to really, really spread out the talent and the ability to compete. It's it's starting to show. It's starting to show that the the, the upper echelon teams are not going to rule anymore. It's going to be a little bit of a unknown. I don't know, um, you know, man. Here's the thing about it that you got to realize: teams like the Warriors, the Clippers, and the Nets, what they do is they put out, they're putting out right now probably around a half a billion dollars worth of luxury taxes. You know who gets those luxury taxes? All of those small market, piece of crap little cities that can't really, really make a big stay that nobody's going to go as a free agent. Nobody's going to go to the Magic as a free agent. Nobody's going to go to, you know, Orlando for as a free agent or any of these towns. I like Disney World. Well, that's simple. That's Disney Yeah, but Disney, no one wants to live in Orlando. World. That's one thing. But all of these small market teams, they're going to think twice about wanting to do anything about luxury taxes because it's working perfectly as far as they're concerned. Because they're raping up a huge profit. This is going to be the biggest year for the small market teams have ever had because of all of these, you, they, every one of these guys, and they see Wiggins sign up. Oh man, that's great. 109 million. Oh, 140 million for pool. Wow. Go for it. Let's Can't you do something for Draymond, please? You know, I, you, these guys are just looking at this and thinking all of this money is coming to us. All of those luxury taxes. 
The Warriors are going to pay over a half a billion dollars in payroll and luxury taxes next year. That's over if a they half sign Draymond, which I don't think they will. No, if they keep that Ray, team. Did Draymond exercise his twenty-seven million dollar option? I think he's a goner. option. I don't. I, I still, you know, no matter how rich you are, half a <laughs> half a bill and just taxes is a is a. Well, I mean, you know, can you imagine what if can you imagine the amount of taxes attached to? Let's say that we add we add um, uh, we add uh, pools in there, and then or no, we add the other guy. Uh, you got one hundred nine million and one hundred forty million. That one hundred forty million probably has two hundred million dollars in luxury taxes associated with it. You know, I mean, it's, it, the number is ridiculous. It's like they're playing pool $300 million a year. Well, I guess if they go ahead and, and they continue on. If as they a don't trade one of team, those guys that's what I, that, yeah. cap space at the end yeah. of the year. If it does, lose. if it does collapse, then you would see a Golden State fire sale. Yeah. But if you don't, then they are willing to go ahead and choke in that kind of money. That's well, something I think the Lakers they, won't they, do They've right already now. said they're, they're, they're willing to do it. They did not yeah. sign. I mean, I've heard, I've seen a couple of articles talking about rumors that that Poole or or Wiggins might be traded, but generally, that's not what Myers has said. Myers has said, if they play like this, it's going to. We're be locking these guys up because we want to build a dynasty. It's that simple. Yeah. And if if they continue to play it like it, you never know. That may happen. But and this kind of dents the LeBron era a little bit. If if uh, let's just say. Gold State ends up winning another couple championships now. Unless, unless, unless the luck of the Lakers can somehow overcome the inadequacy of its ownership and general managers. Well, we'll see. But uh, Indy again, calls up and says, "Okay, we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take a pick as well for the second one." I think Jim is uh, agreeing with you on your assessment of the small market teams there, Laker Tom. I mean, Vegas, I'm living here in Vegas, so they need one. I know that the one's going to come their way eventually sooner or later. Seattle, of course, is still number one on their list as far as expansion teams are concerned. Well, the amount so, of luxury taxes is going to be like four or five times greater than it's ever been before. And you got to remember that the, the if you do expand, that these teams pay a fee oh, yeah, just for the know. privilege of going ahead and being part of and the And you're going to dilute the, ta- the talent even more, which means we're going to have more and more lousy teams in the NBA. Well, John know, McHale- I, took, I took all 55 games. I made a list. I made a spreadsheet of all 55 games that the Lakers play until February 9th. And I said, okay, I'm going to say that if these, these nine teams, if the Lakers play them, they win. And if they play these other 11 teams, 18 teams, they lose. I went through the whole thing and added up all of the wins and losses, and we finished, you know, we finished like twenty-three and thirty-three. You know, it's out of fifty-five games, we lose ten more games than we win. We'll see what happens. At least your Yankees won. Yes, the Yankees. So won they live to the fight game. another day. We live to fight another day, and that's about all we're going to do, probably. <laughs> yes, and uh, I will say uh, though, the Astros that- are the Astros have our number. So unless something special happens this year, watch out for that. Uh, those calls, you know, watch out for the, for the cheating there. But once again, it's the Lakers again, falling short to the golden state warriors this evening, one twenty three to one Oh nine in a game that again, even with a late third quarter, fourth quarter, 27 to 12 run, the game was never really that close in the second half. 
Lakers with a very porous third quarter and just could not get the job done. Truly appreciate it again. Everybody has been sensational in the chat room. This is one of our biggest crowds ever. And obviously for opening day, we are just so thankful that we got that. Hopefully this could be the start of a great season for us here, right here at the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate it. Terrence Field says, no, they can't overcome the horrible management of the Lakers and Jeannie should be called out for the horrible job she's done as an owner slash governor. Everything from drafting Lonzo Ball over Jason Tatum. Well, the, again, that's all up to the GM at the time to make that call. She's uh, trusting their judgment on it. But the fact is that she's trusting those GMs to make the right call, unfortunately, has not been able. Or in, for this case, in that case, Magic was the one that I think that made that call on Lonzo Ball. So, yeah, just a, a myriad of errors right now coming back to haunt us, and it's led up to the team that we have right now. Uh, I think that... Right now, we need to go ahead and say that the Lakers at this point do need something, do need a change, do need maybe a subtract addition by subtraction, maybe something in place. Yes, Russell Westbrook did play well for periods of the game, but then again, there were also periods of time where Russell, unfortunately, let us down a little bit in that third quarter. He got shut down and looked really looked hard to go ahead and, and press the action, but he did overall play a somewhat effective game, but you know, with, it was only him, LeBron and AD playing a somewhat effective game. And there were others that were just couldn't get the job done. Kendrick Nunn shot well, but played horrible defense. You could see it time and time again. He was like a matador. Uh, Austin Reeves, he was like a matador. I mean, the backcourt defense. Yeah, Be- Beverly, Beverly needs to really shoot a lot better than he's been yeah, shooting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, and, you know, he's supposed to be statistically one of the best shooters on the team. So right now yeah, we've cool. got a lot of issues where a team that can't shoot a team that still turns the ball over way too much and a team that really doesn't have the height and, and the presence that we really need to. So there's a lot of issues. And also, well, the depth, the depth and the fact that we don't have any backup wings is very troubling. When Gabriel came in tonight and, well, let's just say he came in tonight and, and did the things that I've often said over the course of the past few months is the fact that, you know, great – Energy, great hustle, but that only gets you so far. Talent can only take you as far so well. But you know what? I'd rather take talent over hustle in this case. But, you know, like I said, it's the depth of roster and the lack of it that is going to hunt the Lakers, I think, for this season as well. But you guys have been so incredible out there. We're going to have to shut it down because, again, we could go on for like this because it seems like everybody wants to go ahead and chill out with us here at the Lakers Fast Break. It's one of our highest ratings ever, and we cannot thank you enough for being part of it. But Laker Tom and Joe, I'll hit you up with the first Laker Tom. Any last thoughts on the way out or what are you working on for Lakerholics.com? Just trying to work on the calendar, just trying to get an idea of exactly where we'll be standing, you know, um, at the various key points. You know, uh, obviously, uh, end of November is the first 20 games. And then there's uh, December 15th when players that have been recently uh, signed are eligible to be traded. And then obviously February 9th when the trade deadline hits. So uh, that's 20 game, 27 and 55 game marks on the season. And uh, I'm very interested in seeing exactly what the records would be for the Lakers as they go along at each of those points. So I've been sort of graphing that out and putting together an article just to show how important it is to make a move sooner than rather than later. Well, I'm hoping that something can be turned around. But again, if you want to read 
Laker Tom's thoughts, and also Jamie Sweet. Big shout out to Jamie Sweet. Go ahead and check out his five things articles and Laker Tom's articles as the number one Lakers blogger that's out there at Lakerholics.com. And Joe, can you go ahead, even on a night like this, explain why, as you, as Ox1947, do such a great job along with everybody else that runs LakersBall.com? There's a freedom there. We don't go overboard. Some guys can get talking about things off topic, but it's it's like respected, uh, respectful children to the parents. There is the mods, obviously, the moderators. You'll get off a tangent. You'll go into political things or social things or whatever, and all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, guys, let's just talk basketball, and everybody stops. So there's not a lot of obnoxious people out there. I mean, once in a while, they'll sneak in, and then they'll bounce them, but... Um, the trolls. It, it's so bad that actually Laker Tom has turned to drinking. Do you see that, Joe? Do you see that? Laker Tom has now turned to liquor. Yes. Uh, I'm going to bring my Pepsi can in the next show. <laughs> to so come back to your coat. Every time Tom takes a drink Pepsi, of his coat. Every Pepsi? time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every is, time. Is that, is that a thing, Pepsi? I've never yes. heard of that. See, so guys, Pepsi. guys in your era, kind of catchy, kind of catchy, our, you know. Our coat guys, uh, my uh, era is Pepsi. So every time dog Tom, food? <laughs> every time Tom takes a drink of his Coke, I'm going to take a drink of Pepsi, and it's not going to be that white Pepsi or the cherry Pepsi. It's well, going to be clear Pepsi? regular Pepsi, huh? The clear Pepsi. There I actually like that. I think it was what 20 years ago that they had that. Yeah, I think they brought that back. <laughs> I haven't seen it, uh, but I think that'd be kind of funny to, you know, I'll wear my LA hat. You wear your New York hat. You drink your Coke. I'll drink my Pepsi, and you know, Monday. once in a while, we, we might agree on something. And then, but it's versus the Dodgers World Series. Oh, but, sorry. No, no, and that's uh, the Dodgers run their company the same way the Lakers run their company. They don't. They they. It's an organizational yeah, I I wish, uh, problem. I wish the Yankees would spend the money that the. The, the Dodgers spend for Christ's money, sake. Money is not the problem. The problem is uh, analytics that don't work in the playoffs and a absolutely horrid manager well, that has cost I mean, his team at it, least it, two, two titles. It's a stupid system to play 162 games to have the right to play a five-game series, you know, which can knock you out. That's they've, they've played one-game series, three-game series, five-game series, seven-game series. They still lose. It, it, the excuse yeah. there is gone. There yeah, is baseball, no excuse. Baseball's so unpredictable because of that. It's really and it shouldn't lottery. be. It shouldn't be. You should have it's a, a total. It's a total lottery, man. They yeah. turned it into that. Yeah. Playoffs no, ruined it. Yeah. Well, leave no, it no. to us to go ahead and and switch up to Coke and Pepsi, and then uh, the Dodgers to go ahead and close this thing on out. Dogs Please, and cats. Dogs and cats are next. Go ahead and check out what they're doing today, each and every time out. Not only on game time, but also going ahead and around every other day what the Lakers are talking about, what the Lakers fans are talking about at LakersBall.com. You can always find Ox1947 just a few steps away right there for you at LakersBall.com. It's so funny now because you see Coke as far as what sugar-free and caffeine-free and you're seeing Pepsi, you know, this free and that free. You you know, just say taste-free. Why don't you just say taste-free? Taste free because it just some of the stuff just tastes like just okay, guys. Crap. It's soda, it's already bad for you. It doesn't matter if it's yeah, free, about sugarless, it. sugar. That's why, that's why, that's why well my bladder just drink, is me. just drink the real thing. Okay, I like to drink so I don't drink soda on its own, uh, very, very rarely. I like to drink okay. it with 
typically a sandwich or pizza. Those are the, some kind of bread. Um, other than that, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is indeed. But uh, now that we've gotten to actual soda drinking, I think it's time to head on out. I think we we've should stay to... on a little bit longer and make Tom leave. No, we actually finally are dropping <laughs> dropping viewers right now. Once it won't we take out. long to do that. It won't yeah. take long to do that, Joe. Yeah, I agree with you. D-Laws, you're, you're right. Drink water. Drink water. How about that? Some good old H2O. How about that? There you go. But once again, the Lakers do fall 123 to 109. We will be back. Uh, Sean Grice has told me he wants to go ahead and chat, and we will do so on the StreamYard, and you know we will stream it out to our folks on YouTube. We'll go ahead and do that. If you want to go ahead and check it out, the action will start tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. We'll go ahead and chat for an hour there. And then, of course, we will be back Thursday night after the game, the game against the Clippers. The game is going to be starting at, it's a 7 o'clock time now, 7 o'clock time for the Crypto.com Arena. It is on TNT. Oh, my gosh. Two nationally televised embarrassments. Could that be on the way? I hope not. I hope this will be a lot more competitive. We'll wait and see. But we'll be after the game. Right after the game, we'll go ahead and make sure we talk about it, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever's going on with it. We will be here for it. And I will say this, that we truly have the best chat room of any Lakers fan place, fan service, wherever. You guys have been amazing tonight, and I am truly indebted to each and every one of you for taking the time out of your day to go ahead, not just to check us out, watch, listen, but going ahead and checking out as far as your thoughts right there in the chat on YouTube. But if you haven't already, give us a subscribe. Go ahead. You can do it. It's right below Tom. Go ahead and subscribe today. We've gotten several subscriptions since we've gone on the air. A lot of people have subscribed since we've gone on the air, and we cannot thank you enough for doing so. That way you'll go ahead and get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air right here at the Lakers Fast Break. And if you have any questions for me, always at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, you can always put in the comments on YouTube. Joe and I do get to them, and we go ahead and try and answer them as soon as possible. Plus, also, you can email me at LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Once again, the Lakers did lose 123-109. Water is boring. G will never pay off their debt like the U.S. Oh, my gosh. What can we do right there? What can we do? But it's been a great time tonight. Otherwise, in a very much dismal outing for the Lakers, we did have a great conversation, not only with you out there, but with us right here. And we hope to do so again, not only tomorrow, but after the game on Thursday. I want to thank you again for taking time out of your day to checking us out right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.